Welcome, folks. In today's episode, we're going to dive into a paper that could revolutionize the way we think about digitizing humans in 3D. Single image 3D human digitization with shape-guided diffusion. Indeed, Tom. With applications in fashion, entertainment, sports, and augmented virtual reality, creating a photorealistic 3D model of a human from a single image is a highly sought-after goal. This groundbreaking work by Badur Al-Bahar and their team proposes a novel approach to achieve just that. For all you non-scientists listening in, imagine taking a single picture of someone and being able to create a full, detailed 3D model that looks just like them. That's what this research is working towards. The significance of this paper in its field is massive. Traditionally, creating a realistic 3D human required multiple images from various angles or expensive 3D scanning systems. This study breaks away from those constraints using just one image. And it's worth noting, the technology isn't just about the convenience of using one image, it's the methodology involved that can generate high-resolution and photorealistic 3D output by employing powerful diffusion models as a base for human appearance prior. That's right, Tom. The authors leverage these diffusion models, which are originally designed for 2D image tasks, and guide them with the shape information from the image to create a consistent 3D texture across the model. And for those scratching their heads about diffusion models, they are a type of generative model used to create highly diverse and detailed images. It's like giving an artist who's never seen the back of the Mona Lisa the cues to paint it accurately. In terms of methodology, the team uses an off-the-shelf tool to reconstruct the geometry of a person in 3D, synthesizes multiple views by guiding diffusion models with normal and silhouette maps, and then fuses these images to create a textured mesh. Their experiments showed some stunning results. They were able to outperform existing methods and generate photorealistic models with detailed textures, something that's been quite challenging to do. The potential applications here are vast. We're looking at improving everything from online shopping experiences to creating better virtual environments and games without requiring extensive setup and resources. As for the conclusion, it's clear this research pushes the boundaries of single image digitization. The use of general image synthesis models to guide the 3D texturing process is innovative and appears to offer a level of detail and realism that we haven't seen before. Absolutely, Tom. And while the technology still has room for improvement, like adding view-dependent effects or expanding its robustness to various poses and apparel, it's a significant step forward that's bound to spark further advances in the field. Listeners, if you've always dreamed of being able to jump into a virtual world looking exactly like yourself with minimal effort, keep an eye on this space. This paper might be just the beginning of making that dream a widespread reality. On a personal note, I'm excited to see how this technology develops. The implications for personalized digital content and entertainment are thrilling. What we've discussed today could be the tip of the iceberg for how we interact with digital representations of ourselves and others. You've been listening to the latest from the frontier of 3D digitization. Until next time, keep an eye out for more breakthroughs that bring the digital and physical worlds closer together. Do you ever feel like your smile is a bit lifeless, Jen? Absolutely, Tom. 
Sometimes I want my teeth to be so shiny they could guide lost souls to the afterlife. Well, you're in luck because today's episode is sponsored by the one and only The Undead Dentals. Reviving your smile, literally, whether you're living, dead, or somewhere in between, they've got the magical touch for your teeth. And let's not forget their breakthrough in dental hygiene, the Necromancer's Toothbrush. Oh, it's not just a toothbrush, Tom. It's crafted from the finest enchanted bones. I hear every stroke is like a seance for your molars. Brushing with the Necromancer's Toothbrush brings a whole new meaning to brushing up on your oral care. And the best part? Your breath will be so fresh, it'll have the undead asking you for mints. So if you want a smile that could spook a vampire into wearing garlic, head over to the Undead Dentals for a mouth resurrection experience that's beyond this world. That's right. They're not just cleaning teeth. They're making dental history, one ghoul at a time. So smile like you mean it, even if that means from beyond the grave. Tom and Jen, thanks, the Undead Dentals, for supporting the show and creepy canines everywhere. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast that dives deep into the world of technology and innovation. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen, joining Tom in unraveling the complexities of new scientific research. This episode is quite a treat for our tech enthusiasts, as we're going to explore the paper titled DMV3D, Denoising Multi-View Diffusion Using 3D Large Reconstruction Model an intriguing piece that promises to make significant in the field of 3D modeling and graphics. Before we go any further, let's set the stage with some contextual background. The significance of this paper lies in its potential to transform the 3D generation process. Traditionally, creating 3D assets can be a daunting task, involving a lot of manual work for applications like virtual reality, augmented reality, robotics, and gaming. That's right, Jen. But with advancements in 2D diffusion models that have simplified the image creation process, this paper proposes an innovative approach that extends those benefits to 3D asset creation. To fully appreciate this research, it's important to understand a few key concepts and terms used throughout. Let's dive into those, shall we, Tom? With pleasure, Jen. One notable concept is the transformer-based 3D large reconstruction model which the authors utilize for denoising multi-view images. This model incorporates something known as a triplane representation, which essentially is a way to represent a 3D object within a neural network efficiently. Another term we'll run into is NERF, or neural radiance fields. This is a technique used to create 3D models by synthesizing novel views of complex scenes with unprecedented image quality. And don't let the term diffusion models throw you off. These are a type of generative model that work by slowly adding noise to an image and then learning how to reverse that process, essentially denoising to generate new images. Now that we've laid the groundwork, let's delve into the core of the paper. The researchers set out with an ambitious aim to create a single stage end-to-end -end trainable model that can generate 3D structures from text or single image input in about 30 seconds which is blazingly fast in this context. The methodology they used combines a multi-view image diffusion model with a new type of denoiser based on the large reconstruction model. This new model can handle various noise levels thanks to being conditioned on the diffusion time step. Their findings are exciting, showing state-of-the-art results for single image reconstruction. 
which means they can create diverse, high-quality 3D objects with sharp textures just from a single image input. As for the implications and applications, these findings have the potential to greatly reduce the manual effort in creating 3D assets and could lead to significant increases in productivity in various industries. Now for our conclusion and personal reflections. The DMV 3D model seems to represent a significant leap towards simplifying and expediting the 3D asset creation process. It's fascinating, Jen, to see how this bridges the gap between 2D image processing and 3D model generation. This research might not just advance the field technically, but could change the entire landscape of digital content creation as we know it. That wraps up our detailed discussion on DMV 3D, denoising multi-view diffusion using 3D large reconstruction model. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll tackle yet another fascinating piece of scientific research. And don't forget to visit the project website for more insights and visual demonstrations. Until next time, happy innovating. Have you ever thrown a party, Jen, and then dreaded the cleanup? Oh, Tom, the story of my life. But not anymore, thanks to our amazing sponsor, Swarmshine Inc. That's right, Jen. With the magical little army of Gleambots, they turn the chore of cleaning into the event of the season. Are your floors dirtier than a gossip column? No worries. These nanobots swarm in with a choreography that rivals the best Broadway shows. And the soundtrack to their routine? Your favorite tunes. They can tango to techno or waltz to Wu-Tang. As they conquer the crud and bust the dust. It's literally a buzzworthy performance. Get it? A swarm performance? Ha! Oh, Jen, you and your puns. But seriously, folks, these bots are the Michael Jacksons of mopping, the Pavarotti's of polishing. Each Gleambot is a tiny dancer with a mighty mission to shine up your pad while you sit back and enjoy the show. Take that, dull dirt, and goodbye grime. Swarmshine Inc.'s nanobots got the moves to prove that cleaning doesn't have to be a drag. Absolutely, Tom. So don't settle for old-fashioned scrubbing. Upgrade your life and embrace the mantra, we swarm, you shine. That's Swarmshine Inc., where your living space becomes a dance floor of dazzling cleanliness. Check them out while your home gets a standing ovation. Sponsor our podcast and throw your dirt its own farewell party with Swarmshine Inc. Get shining, listeners. Welcome to another episode of our podcast, where we dive deep into the world of language and technology. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a very special episode where we are going to unravel the complexities of large language models, or LLMs, particularly in the context of translation capabilities involving English and Indian languages. We'll be dissecting the research paper titled Assessing Translation Capabilities of Large Language Models Involving English and Indian Languages by Vandan Mujadia and his team from 3T Hyderabad, which is a significant contribution to the field of natural language processing, or NLP. Absolutely, Tom. Before we jump in, let's set the stage for our listeners and provide some contextual background on why this paper is so significant. India is a linguistic mosaic with over 364 languages and dialects. This presents unique challenges and opportunities, especially when it comes to translation tasks in NLP. Correct, Jen. The paper's significance lies in its focus on the multilingual capabilities of LLMs using machine translation as a benchmark. The researchers explore how effective these models are, especially concerning the 22 scheduled Indian languages. 
It's no small feat given that Indian languages have historically been underrepresented in this area of study. Moving to key concepts, LLMs are models capable of processing natural language and are extraordinarily proficient in a variety of tasks. They're the workhorses behind many of the AI-powered language applications we use today. This paper evaluates these LLMs' effectiveness in translating between English and Indian languages, which can have game-changing implications for communication and accessibility. Plus, it's worth breaking down some complex vocabulary used in this paper. Terms like zero-shot learning and in-context learning indicate the different ways these models attempt translations without being explicitly trained on language pairs. And fine-tuning refers to adjusting the model on specific data to enhance its capabilities. The core of our discussion will dive into the research paper's objectives, methodology, key findings, and results in detail, Tom. It's important to understand how the team assessed raw LLMs before and after fine-tuning methods like LoRa. They used specific performance metrics like Blue and CurF scores to evaluate translations across multiple test sets. Indeed, Jen, and it's imperative to look into the implications of these findings. The paper points out the strength of LLMs for machine translation tasks, including for underrepresented languages. This progress is pivotal as it broadens the potential applications and impacts various sectors, including education and governance, where overcoming language barriers is crucial. In our conclusion, we'll recap the main points discussed and share our personal reflections on the paper's broader relevance to technology, linguistics, and society. The researchers have proposed a nuanced view of LLM's abilities, particularly considering the limited presence of Indian languages in their training. A thought-provoking topic, for sure. So listeners, buckle up as we journey into the fascinating world of machine translation with LLMs and explore how they might bridge the linguistic divide in a country as linguistically diverse as India. Has your fiddle-leaf fig been looking a bit down? Does your rubber plant seem to be yearning for something more rubbery? We get it. Even houseplants need a break from the daily grind of photosynthesis and looking green. That's where Orbital Airscapes Inc. comes in, the world's first and only high-altitude balloon adventure specifically for your chlorophyll-laden companions. Imagine your succulent soaring through the stratosphere. Your bonsai basking in the breathtaking panorama from the edge of space. These rides aren't just uplifting for your plants, they're good for the soil. Every ascent is scientifically proven to increase leafiness by at least 1,000%. It's science. And don't worry about your plant getting lonely up there. Each pod comes with a pre-recorded message. Who's a good plant? You're a good plant. It's like a pep talk for petunias. So visit Orbital Airscapes Inc. today because your plants don't just want sunshine. They want starshine. Orbital Airscapes Inc. Because the sky's not the limit for your potted pals. Seriously, it's not. They go way higher. Terms and conditions apply. Plants must sign a waiver. Welcome back to another episode of our deep dive into AI research. I'm your host, Tom. Tom. And I'm Jen, ready to unravel the mysteries of the latest advancements in AI. Introduction. Today, we're going to explore a fascinating paper that compares convolutional neural networks, or convnets, with vision transformers across various training paradigms well beyond the ImageNet accuracy that we're used to. 
That's right, Tom. We're dissecting the paper titled ConvNet versus Transformer Supervised versus Clip Beyond ImageNet Accuracy by Kirill Vishnyakov, Jichiang Shen, and Zhuang Lu from MBZUAI and Meta AI Research. ImageNet has been the go-to for benchmarking AI models. However, as this paper suggests, there's more to model performance than just accuracy on this dataset. Absolutely, Tom. ImageNet accuracy doesn't capture the nuances, such as types of mistakes, robustness to variations, and how well models transfer to other tasks. In this discussion, we'll deep dive into the metrics that matter for real-world applications. But first, let's explain the key concepts for our listeners who might not be familiar with them. ConvNets have been the backbone of computer vision for quite some time. They process images through layers that detect edges and textures, then shapes and patterns, and finally objects. On the other hand, vision transformers, or VITs, have emerged more recently. Borrowing ideas from NLP, they attend to different parts of the image directly and determine their importance. And CLIP is a novel training paradigm where an AI learns to match images with a massive number of captions, teaching it an incredible diversity of visual concepts. On to the core of the paper. The researchers conducted an in-depth analysis on four models, two ConvNets and two VITs, each trained with supervised learning and CLIP. Interestingly, even though these models had similar ImageNet accuracies and computational demands, they showed diverse behaviors in various aspects like error types and transfer learning. For instance, while CLIP models performed similarly to their supervised counterparts on ImageNet, they demonstrated significantly better robustness and transferability perfect for scenarios where domain shifts occur. But let's not forget supervised convnets, Tom. In many aspects, they outranked every other model. This suggests that the architecture has a profound effect. This study also noted that models make similar mistakes, most notably with regard to texture. The authors posited that large-scale transformer models like VT, which show a higher shape bias, might reduce texture-based errors, implications and applications, the ability to handle diverse real-world challenges is critical. For example, models need to be robust against variations like camera angles or lighting, which aren't covered by ImageNet. That's why this research is groundbreaking. It pushes us to look beyond traditional metrics and consider a model's nuanced characteristics when selecting for specific applications. Many industries could benefit from this, right? Like autonomous vehicles that need to deal with changes in weather or healthcare, where we must interpret diverse medical images. To wrap up, this paper drives home the point that one size fits all doesn't apply to selecting AI models. It all comes down to the specifics of the task at hand. Spot on. And we hope our discussion has helped shed light on the complex world of AI metrics and why it's crucial to look beyond ImageNet accuracy when evaluating models. Be sure to check out our other episodes for more insightful discussions. Until next time, I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Keep learning and stay curious. Are you tired of mundane messages and terrestrial texts? Want to squawk your thoughts across the stars with the elegance of a cosmic conductor? Then you need Astro Squawk Ventures, the masters of perching on the edge of innovation. Introducing the Quantum Quacker, the only device that lets you broadcast your brainwaves in beak-breaking squawks. Designed by our avian Einsteins, these interstellar interpreters will have you chatting with Alpha Centaurians about the latest space soap operas. And don't forget about our Parrot Portal Pod, where Polly's playdate isn't at the park, 
it's in another dimension. So say goodbye to boring bird cages and hello to the Polly Pocket dimension. Astro Squawk Ventures, where your parrot's peeps become quantum leaps. We're not just winging it, we're redefining the tweet. Spread your wings and join us, both on the edge of innovation. Squawk. Welcome everyone to a fresh episode of the Minds Mirror podcast. Today, we're delving into an incredibly thought-provoking paper that's making waves in the field of AI. Minds Mirror, distilling self-evaluation capability and comprehensive thinking from large language models. For those of you who might not be familiar with the world of AI, let's lay the groundwork. We live in an age where artificial intelligence, especially in the form of language models, is growing exceptionally intelligent. And by language models, we're talking about those systems that can understand, generate, and respond in human language. Think virtual assistants, chatbots, translation services, and so much more. Exactly. But there's always been this challenge. The best performing models, known as large language models, are, well, large. They require significant computational power, which isn't always practical. Enter this paper where researchers from Zhejiang University and Tsinghua University propose an innovative way to distill or simplify these large models into smaller, more manageable ones without losing much effectiveness. This process involves what's termed chain of thought, CoT distillation, where the smaller models, known as small language models, are trained to mimic the reasoning process of their bigger counterparts. Yet there's a catch. These small language models sometimes inherit flawed reasoning or hallucinations. That's when they make assertions that are just not based on facts. Which brings us to the crux of the paper. The researchers propose a two-fold methodology to address these issues. Firstly, by introducing a novel way to dispense this self-evaluation capability into these smaller models. And secondly, by advocating for distillation that encompasses multiple diverse codes, ensuring a more holistic transfer of knowledge and capability. Their experiments across different benchmarks showed notable improvements in performance, which suggests we're on the right path to creating smaller models that think more like humans. It's truly groundbreaking stuff, and it's seismic for the field because it addresses a key problem in the practical application of AI, how to be both efficient and accurate. Now let's take a deeper dive into the mechanics of it all. The paper touches upon some complex topics in AI, such as the concept of chain of thought reasoning and knowledge distillation. Imagine if you could teach a student to solve complex math problems, not just by showing the solution, but explaining each step of the thought process. That's what Coty does for AI models. And knowledge distillation. It's like condensing the essence of what the teacher knows into a form that the student can easily digest and apply. Importantly though, the authors of this paper emphasize on training these smaller models to distinguish between right and wrong reasoning, which is a vital skill. The methodology they propose has potential applications beyond just creating efficient AI. It could enhance the performance of technology in low resource environments where computational power is limited. As we reflect on this paper, it's breathtaking to see how language models are evolving. Understanding the human condition and thought process seems to be the frontier AI is heading towards. And to think that we could be contributing to the making of an artificial mind that not only mimics human language, but human reasoning and self-assessment too. That's a future full of possibilities.
Before we wrap up, it's important to acknowledge the implications of this work. AI becoming more human-like brings both promise and ethical consideration. Indeed, the accuracy and reliability of AI decisions could transform sectors from healthcare to education, but we must be cautious of how these capabilities could be wielded. As we conclude today's episode, our minds are reflective of the broader relevance of this research. It's not just about smarter AI, but about the potential to positively impact society. And on that note, thanks for joining us on this intellectually enriching journey. Until next time, keep pondering the mirror of the mind. Bye for now, and remember, the future is a reflection of our collective thoughts and innovations. Are your feet feeling out of this world and your shoes more like black holes for your toes? Then you need to shoot for the stars with Cosmic Calciform Comets, Inc. Introducing the Meteor Shoehorn, the ultimate accessory for any astronaut wannabe or space enthusiast with a shoe. Forged in the heart of a shooting star, the shoehorn not only assists in slipping on your space boots, but also spots actual comets. That's right, Jen. The built-in Cosmic Comet Tracker isn't just for show. Every time you're sliding into your loafers, you could be discovering a new tail-blazing traveler. Each shoehorn comes with its very own Meteor serial number. You're not just wearing shoes, you're wearing a piece of the cosmos. No more bending, pushing, or wishing on a star to get those snug sneakers on. And just when you thought your stargazing nights couldn't get any better, now you can find comets while tying your laces. So why settle for walking when you can be gliding through the galaxy? With Cosmic Calciform Comets Inc.'s Meteor Shoehorn, you'll step into the cosmos with comfort, Tom and Jen, because your feet deserve the universe. And don't forget to thank Cosmic Calciform Comets Inc. for sponsoring this podcast with us, Tom and Jen. Thank you.